Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost podcast. I'm back from vacation, and that means I am back here uh, hanging out with somebody new for the show, which I am excited about, and I will just get right down to it. Uh, Blue Sabres, at least for right now, Blue, Alex, uh, impending possible name change incoming. Thank you so much for uh, joining me here on the Infinite Boost podcast. Yeah, and thank you for having uh, having me, I've been really looking forward to it. Excellent. Alex was um, another one of the franchise owners that was happy enough to come join me here on the show, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but before we get into everything else, why don't you just tell me a little bit about your Rocket League history, how you found Rocket League, where you're at right now, and maybe just a little bit of the backstory of how you ended up where you are rank wise and all of all of that good stuff your rocket league backstory oh yeah that's a long one so i hope you're ready for a little bit of a ride here so uh i started back in 2015 uh i was actually playing regular uh soccer just like every other kid probably back then and uh i had a bad leg injury so I was like completely knocked out of the soccer world and I was like, I want to get back into it. So I started watching YouTube, was watching a Minecraft YouTuber back in the day who was just randomly playing this game called Rocket League. I'm like, what is Rocket League? So looked it up, started playing it. And every, every week I'm putting at least 80 hours in. If I'm not putting 80 hours in, I better be doing something better. <laughs> but uh, I currently sit at like C3 to GC I've been having a tough time keeping GC just because I'm playing with so many different people on a daily basis. I never just kind of stick around with one. And then uh, as far as like my overall Rocket League experience, I've had my ups and downs, whether that's from the old rankings like uh, Rising Star and all of those or whether it's the new ones. Uh, I've met tons of people i even uh helped manage the rocket league trade club on steam which was a really fun experience and i probably wouldn't do it again just because of how much management that took alone and just like the way it was set up it just wasn't set up that great and i just didn't have the tools to be able to take care of it so i guess i would say I would be willing to do it again, but I'd want to like own it to make sure it could be like to spec, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, definitely. But, so let's go, let's go back a little bit to when you first started playing Rocket League. I think I've talked to a good number of people for this podcast now, and there's been a decent number of people that got into Rocket League specifically because they had some kind of injury and they weren't able to do x y or z that they used to do so i've i've heard that a lot what really what do you were you much of a video game player prior to rocket league and was it competitive games or what kind of stuff were you into prior to being such a rocket league player yeah i mean i was playing a minecraft when it first released and i was just already getting sick of minecraft because i was just like playing it more than I play Rocket League currently. I don't regret playing it because I also met a bunch of people playing Minecraft. And then that's also how I found Rocket League now. 
Sure. So you said you were putting in like 80, 80 hours every two weeks, not 80 hours a week. I can't remember what you said. Yeah, I put like 80 hours in every week, whether that's to like Rocket League itself or like one of gaming or just trying to go around meeting new people so that I can a grow one up gaming and grow my relationship outside of one up gaming. Oh, geez, Louise, that is, that's some commitment then. Holy cow. And do you, how many hours do you have in the game? Uh, I currently only sit at 3,700, I believe. Okay. I had a little bit of like a gap or two for just one or two years, just cause, uh, I was living in Kansas for a little bit and my uh, mom was, uh, her job was to travel around and basically do a bunch of IT work. So whenever Mm -hmm. we were traveling, I didn't have access to internet or a good computer to where I could be able to play it. Sure. That happens. I can understand that. So now you're sitting at C3. Have you ever been able to get like GC rewards for a season or have you always just kind of been jumping over that gap or kind of straddling the fence of C3 to GC. Yeah. in uh, season three, I finally got the GC rewards. I wish it would have been sooner, but uh, I'm proud of it that I finally was able to accomplish getting GC. I definitely want to stride higher, which is what I'm currently working on myself to do. Mm -hmm. And did you get GC in season four then as well? Uh, No, I did not. Unfortunately, I had a little bit of a rough past uh, year or so. So just because of life stuff happening, I had to put stuff on hold, unfortunately. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily because of play. It was just not being able to put the time into the game. Yeah. I think every, or I shouldn't say everyone, because I, I think there's just like some people are like naturally talented at the game. But like for myself, especially if I'm not grinding the game and I'm out for like a month and I come back, it's such a hard grind back for me currently. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Okay. Have you, obviously you've taken breaks. You said that you've had a few gaps in your game. What do you feel like you struggle with when you come back to the game initially? Uh, just like getting that really good, important touch. Like I know how to get them. It's just me putting the mental capacity into like, just making sure I get them. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sitting at C3 right now, how, how long have you been like in the champ three GC range? (laughs) probably a good five years or more (laughs) really yeah and it's crazy to think about starting back in uh, 2015 and now it's 2022 how how quickly did you get into champ uh since back in the day it was rising star just uh g uh champ or yeah it was rising star to champ god that was so long ago but uh I was always like at that like gap to where I could have hopped onto it in season three. And then I think just like that next season or two, I was just already at it. 
So in like season, the first season four, not this season four, but the first season four, you were in the champ area. Yeah, either season four or season five of Rocket League version one, I'll call it. (laughs) Yeah. So since then, you've been champ. And right now you're sitting at champ three on NGC. Like, have you have you played much rank this season so far? Where what are your ranks like right now? Yeah, like right now, I'm currently sitting like C2 in threes and then C3 in twos. I've been like right on that verge of hitting uh, GC in twos, though. And I'm sure I'll hit it maybe even by the end of the week with how I've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Just because I think I've put in like six or 700 games just this season. Mm-hmm. So in true Infinite Boost fashion... And I know you don't listen to the show as much as other people, but what's what's going on? That's a long time to be in like the high champ area. Uh, I mean, just like I was saying, those gaps that I took, which were like a year or so long each, and it was two times that had happened to me. Oh, and then so, so you've just, been playing since 2015, but you've had like some really long, it hasn't been straight through that you've been playing since 2015. I mean, I'll I'll still hop on even when I'm like taking these huge breaks whenever I can, but it's not like I'm still grinding like that 40 to 80 hours to be able mm-hmm. to stay in that rank. Like, I feel like you really need to be willing to have that time and passion to be able to keep that rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could certainly agree with that. So what does what does your time on rocket league look like when when you load up the game right now you know what are what's your usual go-to things of what you do uh whatever i load up it's mostly just be sitting in training waiting around to see if anyone in my community would like to hop on with me and just kind of playing with even if you're in gold i'll play with you i don't care i would rather sit around and meet people than sit there and just be really trying to grind my rank at the moment mm-hmm. if that makes sense and then sure. uh, like when i can grind the rank that's great and i do want to hit gc or ssl here soon but i don't think i should put people aside to be able to do that i think that's wrong sure so you are a franchise owner in IGL. How how big is your community right now? Uh, we've been growing pretty quick lately. We were sitting at 400 about for a good month or two, but I think just in like the past week or two, we've gained a good 50 people. So we're just about at 500. Wow. What have you been doing to to grow your Discord recently? Uh, I mean, because there are so many different (laughs) franchises and and groups, organizations in like the IGL ecosystem, it doesn't seem like there's any like conclusive way for specific groups to really grow. So how have you managed to get 400 people in your discord? I think a big part of it came from me streaming on twitch because i used to grind it like crazy i was getting probably good 10 to 20 average viewers it's been slowly getting back up to that now that i've been streaming again lately but uh mainly late as of late it's just been me advertising and 
literally just the Rocket League Discord and the IGL Discord. Mm. And then I also part, I shouldn't say I partner with anyone, but when I partner with someone, I make sure like it's going to be worth my time. It's going to be worth their time. See what kind of like community growing things we can do together to benefit each other. So I think that's been another great part to helping grow one up gaming as well. Mm -hmm. And how long has the, how long has your group been going? How long have you had the franchise? I think we just now hit a year this year. Hmm. Congratulations. That's awesome. Almost 500 people in a year. That's, that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. If I had to go back a little while, I'd probably have started two or three years ago when I was really running all the discords and such, because I was running that Rocket League trade club group. Mm -hmm. I would show started then. Yeah. Well, hindsight is 2020, right? Oh yeah. So going going back to your playing, what would you what would you say is like your biggest weak weakness right now in your game? Uh, right now, probably just really trying to like not try to read the player, but just go for. I think I just need to start going for the ball, and I've been doing that a little bit more lately, and I've been seeing better results. But there's always like that one-off player that plays so differently, and it throws me off every time. Now, when you say go for the ball instead of what, dig into that a little bit more. Like, what do you mean? Like, I've been told by a lot of uh, high-ranked players that you shouldn't necessarily see what the players to do first, but you just need to go for it and then just adjust as you're going for it. Mm -hmm. So how it, I, I have like a general idea and I've been thinking about that a little bit myself. I actually hopped on the game a couple of days ago and I would say that I'm a pretty hesitant player. Like I try to react more than like you're saying, just go for the ball and then, try and figure it out. So I, I kind of have an idea of what you're saying because I also was thinking, okay, just go for the ball and stay in motion as opposed to like waiting around and waiting for something to happen and then trying to go or waiting for that perfect moment to go. Uh, I, wh- How would you say that you played and how have you been adjusting to that mindset? Like what would you say are the differences of how you were playing or how you were reading the ball or whatever as to like what you're trying to do now what are the adjustments that you're making uh to put it simply just not really think about it just try to look for that hit on the ball rather than just sit there see and like you were saying just play reactionary i think it's just better to just be a progressive just go for it hope for the not necessarily hope for the best but just try to find that best play as soon as you're on the ball Mm -hmm. what do you think about or how do you manage going for the ball in such a way or making challenges and how, how do you find good positioning in that kind of situation i think for myself personally i always find myself just in a little bit too close where I can't do anything or sometimes I'm too far away where I can't do anything. 
So I I find myself sometimes just driving back and forth waiting for that moment and it never comes. And then at the same time, I see my teammates continuously going for the ball. How like how how do you manage uh, figuring out the timing, the placement, the positioning, all of those things so that you can continuously go for the ball when when you're quote unquote supposed to or need to? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely situational based on how you should go for it. I always try to wait and give my uh, my teammate the time to get back. But I don't ever go like when he's like literally behind me. I try to go right as I see him flipping back, trying to use his boost to get behind me. And then like when I'm going for that ball, I'm just looking to see what could that player do without overthinking it. And then also trying to consider once I get there, what am I going to do? Because you could do A, try to play a fake on them. B, just turn around because you know you're not going to have anything. Or C, just try to angle your car so that the ball goes towards your teammate. Mm Because if it gets away from both you and your teammate, that's generally when I've been noticing that people score. Well, and you play a lot of twos. It sounds like your primary playlist is twos. Of course, uh, I have been trying to play a little bit more threes, but threes so far uh, for the IGL season, it's not been working out so well for us, but twos, it's been going pretty dang good. What What do you think, what is not going well for you in threes? Uh, just like, I think two. So you're in ago. division two then as well, right? I think uh, for this season, for twos, we are in Division 7 off the top of my head, and then for our Division 5. I think it's Division 7 for our threes team and Division 5 for our twos team currently. You're in Division 7 for two three? Isn't Division... I mean, you're like Champ 1, right? So it would be like Division 3. And look... Unless if you mean tier based. Oh yes, I mean tier. Okay, then yeah, I'm in tier that's two why currently. I, that's why I'm so confused. <laughs> I was yeah, like, so are I you was cheating? Con- How did you get into tier seven? Okay, but division. Okay, that all makes sense. We're leaving it in. We're keeping going. Okay, oh, now yeah. that now that we're on the same page, sheesh. I was I was really confused there. Okay, so what tier are you in for both of those? So yeah, as I was saying, I'm tier two for both uh, threes okay. and twos. All right, that that makes a lot more sense. Okay, can we go back to option B for a second? Because you were taught like the option B is just turn around, and I feel like I thought I was super smart when I started like uh, getting into a position where I would try to go for the ball, but I could see that there wasn't necessarily a play that I had. And so I would just turn around and kind of uh, reset myself. But I feel like going back to what I was saying earlier, I would do that so much where I would just keep on turning around, turning around, turning around and waiting while everybody else is playing the game. I, I'm having this con this self-conflict confliction with myself of am i just doing this wrong or am i actually doing the right thing and just waiting for the right opportunity to appear 
Yeah, so I mean, turning around could be a lot of things. Turning around, you could shadow with a player, as you were saying, you could reset yourself. And then turning around, maybe your teammate has the better position and you can just rotate to where he was so that your teammate could go. But uh, to build that self-confidence, I definitely would say just playing once when I like at my peak, like I definitely am nowhere near how good I was playing probably two to three years ago now. I was like hitting double taps, had all the self-confidence in the world just to go for anything. But I was just grinding ones and just the ones playlist. It's so mentally hard on you. But if you can get past that and realize, oh my God, this is going to make me such a more confident player in getting those touches, then I think it's just such a game changer just to be grinding that playlist. Yeah, I think, I I don't know. I go back and forth a lot when it comes to, I guess, the defensive side of the ball and just how to play like really effective Rocket League because I am also in the Champ 3 area right now. I think my MMR is at 1380. And I go back and forth because what I would like to be able to do is take possession of the ball and then do something good with it, beat a couple of defenders, set up a good pass, or you know, even if I am feeling especially blessed at the moment, be able to actually score the ball. And of course... That doesn't necessarily, I mean, that might happen like one or two out of 10 times. And still in champ three, to no fault of anybody, it's still a lot of just hitting the ball back and forth. So I almost feel like I don't necessarily fit in with the play style because I'm trying to do more than I should or more than I can. But that's the only way I'm going to get better at it. But then it also leads to me playing slower which is not advantageous either yeah and uh that's something that my teammate has been telling me i play not really slow anymore i started to try to speed things up and that's when we've been like really grinding the ranks up a little bit like just it's unfortunate that we have to like push everything and just keep that pressure and just I wish I could go for like 10 flip resets each game, but unfortunately it's just not going to happen, especially in champ three. But uh, I think for the champ three ranking in general, from what I've heard, once you get up a little bit higher, people are expecting you to go for those flip resets and stuff. But at the lower ranks, you the pressure is just what breaks people. I, I, I still think that, part of it and somebody posted a picture or like a clip in my discord of a champ two game or a champ three game of people missing the ball multiple times in a row and then him just kind of driving into the ball and dinking it into the net and scoring a a goal and I responded with I see this plenty in GC games as well like I feel like in definitely in mid champ champ three and lower GC It's still about who can make the first mistake or make the other team make the first mistake as opposed to beating somebody with really good mechanics or ball control or something to that effect. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. Like my buddy that I've been playing with for probably 
three or four years now already. He, he's outranked me for a while now. He's probably high GC1, almost GC2. But, um, like, he's like a mechanical god. You can tell there. it's not like, as you were saying, back and forth in games. But I think that lower GC, as you were suggesting to C2, it's just whoever breaks first is the, that's a team that's going to lose every game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'd like to talk a little bit about just, I guess your process. Do you spend any time in training, any time in free play? Like when's the last time you actually spent time working on your game in like a fundamental training kind of way. Do you ever do anything like that? Yeah, especially after our uh, indie gaming league matches, we'll go back as a team and watch over, throw suggestions out to each other. Obviously we could go pay for a coach, but I think we're at a point to where we can understand the game to a, degree that we can better ourselves and i think it just gets us thinking as a collective on what Mm -hmm. we can be doing better and then especially in game when i'm playing with my twos teammate because he is higher ranked than me i think he's probably like gc1 division two or something but he's like in the moment blue you need to be doing this or he'll use my name alex you need to be doing that i'm like okay i need to make these changes because mm-hmm. he he's probably what at least 100 maybe 150 mmr above you then uh generally if he plays with his friends that it's a little bit of a different story but he can pretty easily grind back up mm-hmm. okay so again i'm curious if if you've worked on anything recently or spent any time in like training packs or anything do you make those a regular part of your playing or is it mostly just getting on and like playing the game? No, I'll try to incorporate whatever we talked about, whether that's in the threes or for twos, like just going to like the back post. I think that's been a main issue for our threes team. And whenever mm-hmm. we're playing threes, I'll, I told my whole team, I'm like, we need to be yelling at each other and saying, you need to get to that back post. Cause like a lot of the shots that get put on net just go just behind you every yeah. time. So I'm just like, if we just go that little farther back, I think we would be saving so many more shots. Mm-hmm. And how, how has your threes is, is the guy you plays play twos with not on your threes team? Uh, so the twos teammate, he isn't on our team. Uh, three's team because he's playing for another org for this season but he's trail no he's actually like really annoyed (laughs) with his teammates currently which i feel bad about because he was like really having fun enjoying the time he was spending with his team Mm -hmm. but now it's just it it just sounds like a complete crap show oh no that's unfortunate well hopefully it will (laughs) still be a good learning experience for him yeah and i mean We've been spending a little more time in twos now, too, since he's been annoyed with them. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Uh, what rank are your other two threes teammates? Uh, so they're both, I think, C2 
two and then C three, and then our subs are C three and C. I think he's C two now, but he started off as C one at the beginning of the season. Okay, and so besides the rotation, like what do you what do you think some of the strong points of your team are? What do you think some of the weak points of your team are? I think strong points when we can find it, whatever. When we notice that someone has the pass, we'll call it out. And every, I don't think there's been like really one bad instance of when we've gotten a really good pass out and then like missed it. I think pretty much every time we'll hammer it in. But it's just that defense, once we're having to play defense, we just cannot get that great hit out of our side. And then we're just so badly pressured that we just wind up losing. Mm hmm. So you would say clears are a big part of it then. Yeah. I I would definitely agree that I feel like clearing the ball on the defensive side of the field is one of the most underrated skills or abilities or just to get the ball out effectively from your half whether that's a clear or dribbling it or just some general decision making on the defensive side is one of the most underrated things in lower level rocket league. Yeah. And I think a huge part of just getting that clear is just working as a team, trying to avoid those double commits and then just boost management. A lot of the times we're just not finding those clears because the other team's stealing our boost. And like that third man never really goes for like the bigger boost pads or just smaller boost pads even just go out i'm like we need to like just go out of our way grab some boost pads so mm -hmm. that once you are on that second man rotation you are able to get that clear because if we're going in every time with no boost it's just going to keep coming right on back right yes so you feel like that is that has been one of the struggles for your team throughout the whole season this this time around is this the first time you've played with this particular group of people or have you played with them in the past as well? Yeah, so the threes team, this is a whole new roster, so we're kind of slowly figuring things out. The twos mm -hmm. team currently, uh, we played last season and wound up placing third of tier two division one. Okay. How, how do you find the people that you play with so with so many people in the discord how how do you kind of figure out who you're going to play with for the circuit uh generally i kind of take the people that just aren't getting on teams i don't really care to take the best player necessarily i think the best player is the person that's really wanting to participate and just be on a team I want people that have that drive. I don't care what your rank is. Mm -hmm. And how many how many different circuits have you participated in? I think I started winter season of 2020. Okay. And you, I mean, you have a decent number of active teams, it looks like, from from your franchise as well. Yeah, and uh, we even have another team that we added that hasn't connected their franchise yet. They're actually mm. having one or two issues with their captain currently, so I'm not mm. sure what's going on there. But they are in our Discord, set up as a fran or a part of our franchise. 
That's awesome. That's that's really cool. So, what I when you guys are talking about your matches afterwards and you're talking about this rotation, you're talking about have you had discussions about figuring out how to get the ball out or get these clears going? Have you have you worked on anything to like improve that? Yeah, I mean, there's talking about it after the match. We go back and replay review. I'll sit there with uh, a Bacchus mod plugin where you can just draw on the field and such. And we'll just brainstorm ideas on what we can be doing differently so that we can be getting those clears. And the only way we're going to be able to implement them is by playing. So whenever we have the chance, we're hopping on and trying to play and work on these things. Mm. So you do spend time playing together like outside of your circuit matches. Yeah, definitely. And whether that's in a community standard, like we might play in-house threes within the community. Well, whenever we have the opportunity to be on the same team, we'll generally just auto, but that's still another way for us to be able to play with each other. And I think Mm -hmm. that also gives us another perspective of different ranks. Like maybe we're playing against champ twos. Maybe we're playing against G high GCs. I think mm-hmm. all of it's beneficial in the end for us to be playing against. Do you have many higher ranked players than you in your discord? Uh, yeah. Let me actually look here. I think we are at I just removed the set rules because I was allowing people to grab their own ranks and I'm just like, I got to remove this. But uh, we have 16 verified GCs and five verified SSLs. Okay. Have you ever had any of them look over your replays or have you, or help, help you look at, you know, what you have going on in your games and what's causing you to like, not be able to pull out the dubs yeah definitely if i ever see one on and they say they're willing to help i'm like that's great why don't you hop on in here and help us out (laughs) because i like i was saying previously as a team we try to collectively look at it ourselves but Mm -hmm. there's always there's going to be always a better opinion on how we could be doing something better let me ask you this. Have you ever spent time like watching higher level replays, like high level GC or SSL replays? Have you ever like just watch replays to try and see what they do differently than you? Uh, no, we haven't, which brings up an interesting conversation for my team in general. But uh, I think... It can be beneficial, but I think a lot of those higher gameplays can be sometimes skewed a little bit because you never know Like if everyone on that team is actually high GC. They might have a low GC or a C3 type thing. Mm-hmm. I do think it would be beneficial for us to look at something like that. Well, Yeah, I think even, even if it was just you or... I mean, when... like. I haven't, I'm not in this current circuit for IGL, but when, and we didn't really even look at our replays from the last IGL circuit, but I, I know that when I was feeling particularly stuck as a player, 
just individually, one thing that really helped me was looking at higher level replays. And that gave me something that I could work on that gave me something to aspire to and, and gave me some ideas of what I could work towards or work on. And I'm just wondering if you guys are looking at your replays and continuing to get the same results, what can be changed to learn something or get a new idea or figure something else out to try, you know, to try something new, to figure out how can we flip the switch here to see some improvement for ourselves. Yep. And, uh, definitely lately it's been a lack of activity. It's kind of been my fault. I got COVID and then I unfortunately had a grandparent that passed. Mm. So we were going strong right before the season started and then I kind of got hit and then we just all kind of stuttered, took a little hot second break and then we just hopped into IGL kind of fresh, I would say. That is, that is a lot to, that's a lot to handle. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was not to say unexpected because we knew my uh, grandma was going to be passing shortly. We just didn't know it was going to be like the week of it happening. Sure. And then me having COVID, I survived through it somehow. Like I didn't have any major issues other than my sort was or my throat was sore. It's combining words and making my own vocabulary yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good that it wasn't too serious. And I'm I'm looking over your guys' record right now, and you it looks like you have not yet been able to win a game this season. So are are the games close? Like are are they barely just not going your way? What what kind of uh, results are you having in these games? I think it's been like. Every single game we're off by one point. So like, they're all pretty close. Yeah, and I can even look into details here about them if you would like me to. I, we don't have to dig deep <laughs> into it, but I, I'm, I am just curious like if they've been blowouts or if you have been able to keep them pretty close. And it's just figuring out those little tweaks that you guys can make as a team. And I guess it makes sense. You know, if you haven't been able to play that much or you've, you know, you've had some time away that it can lead you to just not being 100% as you would like to be. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking through the past activity, it's just been literally one goal or or two goals at max that we've been Mm -hmm. really that bad off. We might start with a really bad first game. I, I think that's unfortunate, but I don't think that tells you how that whole entire series is going to go though. Totally. I, I definitely agree with that. So I'm curious if you, if you were going to spend some time working on a mechanic in the game of rocket league or some kind of technical part of the game, not decision-making rotation, things of that nature, what do you feel like would be the thing that you would find the most benefit in? Uh, I'm going to say it like the quick mechanic and then go into detail why here. So just hitting the ball. So when you're watching like RLCS, for example, whenever they hit the ball, 
they're not just fighting like some crummy slow hit in front of their car. They're somehow some majority of the time without even flipping are finding this really huge power hit up that field or to their teammate, wherever they need to get it. And it's just like, what am I doing wrong here so that I could be doing that? I, I wholeheartedly appreciate you saying that because I think there are a lot of people that don't necessarily look at hitting the ball with good power on a consistent basis as a mechanic or something that deserves focus in the game. And I think, again, that's one of the most underrated things I've already said. Now two things are the most underrated things. But in terms of just getting better at the game, hitting the ball hard whenever you want to is extremely valuable. Yeah, I think like being on that defense, if we're just with zero boost hitting the ball slow in front of us, that other team's going to have it every time. But if we can get a nice pinch off the wall or somehow redirect that ball off of our car to just get it up that field, have a teammate follow that up, we're going to have the pressure at that point. Mm-hmm. And if anything, if you are struggling to get it out of your defensive side, that gives you an opportunity to catch your breath, get some of those boost pads and reset a little bit so that you can be ready to go on an offensive soon or, you know, challenge the ball effectively so you can have them give up possession instead of barely eking out these, you know, by the skin of your teeth saves over and over again. Yeah. And like I said, hitting that ball is the most important mechanic because you can learn how to flip reset. You can spend a week or two, not a flip reset. You're not going to be able to do it consistently, but like, what are you going to do on defense with a flip reset? You're not going to be able to do much with it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and I would, I'm sure you can agree with me that flip resets are not the make or break. If you're wanting to get out of champ three and rocket league, that's not the thing that's going to do it for you. Definitely hitting that ball is going to be what does it for you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now I'm going to I'm going to take this in a different direction because you you said that you also spend a good amount of time playing with people on your Discord and some of those people might be lower ranked. So if if you are, you know, playing with a platinum player or gold or maybe somebody that just got into diamond for the first time, what are some of the things that you see that you would suggest that they work on or do so that they can move up or continuing or continue to move up the ranks uh kind of like i was suggesting to you even earlier i think going into that one's playlist just getting that self-confidence because like a lot i even uh have been casting a little bit lately watching our lower ranked teams even in c1 and they you can tell they just don't look comfortable on the field can you go into that a little bit more? How does somebody look uncomfortable on the field? What does what does that look like? What does it mean? Yeah, so I mean, double committing, going for a ball that you're beat to, it happens all, more often than you would predict it to. Uh, another good one is just like, you're back, you're driving towards your net, like no speed, no momentum at all. 
while that other player has all this momentum and you just kind of flail or you're double committing. I'm it, it's just that self-confidence you need it to be able to get to those higher ranks. Mm-hmm. How does, how does that get developed? How, how would you suggest one, you know, in, increase their confidence, increase their ability to go after some of those balls effectively? Yeah. I mean, to do it effectively, I, th- I'm going to keep saying it. Ones is really the greatest place to go do it. Cause in ones you're relying on yourself as a player to be able to get the shots, get the saves, get the necessary hits to just win the overall game. And mm-hmm. you're not necessarily wanting to go in there, have a mental breakdown and throw your controller across the room or something. It's just to get in there and just feel comfortable knowing, Oh, I can go beat this player out or, Oh, this guy's in a flick it. So I can be prepared to shadow defend it take advantage of his hit and drive it right up the field free as a bird. Mm -hmm. Have you, so do you play much ones or have you, have you played ones a lot? Yeah. So going back a little ways, like I was saying, I was literally at my peak when I was playing ones, I was not missing my double touches, which is what I'm currently doing. And then I'm like, you can tell I'm a little uncomfortable going for certain hits when the player is like dribbling the ball, for example. I'm just like, I know they have a flick. What are they going to do with it? I I don't feel comfortable to turn around and go hit it when in the past I have been. So I think for even myself, I've been just throwing myself in someone's matches whenever I'm not playing with someone from the community. Mm -hmm. So... Are you playing much ones now then? Uh, I definitely uh, have been trying to get back into it. I think the past two or three months is like really when I've been grinding Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Uh, I w- For my job, I was doing a lot of uh, outdoor activities for it. So we'd go do huge events. So my Rocket League time got a little bit smaller. So I was just really only playing with friends or I was just dead asleep in bed. But right now I have all that time and I'm just like, whenever I am just sitting around and really just too tired to go do my freelance web work or something, I'm just like, I need to go just hammer out some ones, even if Mm -hmm. I am mentally drained. How it's funny that one's, comes up because I'm not a huge ones person, but then, uh, over the past month, I feel like I've had two or three pretty serious ones players or people that really like believe in playing ones or, you know, came up playing ones and, and got to where they are, you know, playing ones. How, how do you stay in that playlist? How do you, uh, keep yourself from, you know, getting frustrated or getting down because that is obviously the most common symptom when one goes into when somebody starts playing ones. Yeah, I think it's just you need to look at it as do I want to get at these higher ranks? Is this the best way for me to do it? And can I go in knowing, hey, I might lose a lot of these matches, but will this actually better myself? And 
you only will know if you try it type thing. Mm -hmm. But I think if you just go in with the mindset, I'm going to lose all these games, I'm going to gain nothing out of it, then you're going to gain nothing out of it. And you're going to get mad and throw that controller across the room. and It's going to be not beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. What do you tell yourself or what are you thinking when you go into the games that do make it beneficial for you? Or want you to continue, keep you continuing to come back? Uh, I don't think for myself, at least, there's really nothing that makes you want to go back. But I just think at the end of the day, I know it's making me better as a player because I'm getting that self-confidence to go turn on that ball to save the flick that this player is about to get over me or go for a flip reset because you have time to do stuff like that in ones to go for that Mm -hmm. flip reset make sure you actually are mechanically doing it properly and just that pressure of knowing that players is going to be coming up at you because he's the only person on that field it just forces you to just keep knowing how to do it every time because you might get frustrated and if you go for a flip reset or just a flick and mess it up you're gonna get mad at yourself but if you can just keep calm and just know that at the end of the day you're bettering yourself as a player then that's how you're gonna grind through it Mm -hmm. i don't disagree with you and at the same time i'm curious to hear your thoughts on because Okay, so I get into ones, based on what you're saying right now, I get into ones, I screw up some flicks, I get frustrated, but I keep on doing it because I know eventually I'm just going to get better. So at any time, was there this process of reflection or looking back at like, okay, that guy really destroyed me when he did this and I did this. And now this is how I'm going to respond to that. Like, was there anything in, or what were the middle steps that helped you move forward in ones? Because I feel like if you're just playing games, nothing might come out of it necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, for myself, I, I'm not naturally talented. I, I've only hit C2 or C3 in ones. But uh, for me, I never really looked back. But I was always thinking about what can I be doing better in this moment. So it was kind of like just a quick second self-reflection. But I think it did make that difference of me being able to grind up that rank. Mm-hmm. And... For you, what does that reflection look like? What was the thought uh, process or what you talked to yourself about or the questions that you asked yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, I'll go back to that example of the pl- player flicking the ball. It's just like, could I have shadow defended it better because he didn't have boost or something? Could I have turned on that ball and just been able to flick it right over him because he just doesn't even have control of it? It's just kind of quickly thinking in your head I can do this better next time because I I'm watching that player miss these boost pads or I'm watching that player grab these boost pads or I'm watching that player have the dribble of his life right now (laughs) so so there was there is some reflection there there is some thought process 
behind it, but it's, it's just very kind of in the moment or when you, when you have these thoughts or you come up with something, what is, what does the process look like for you in, in terms of, uh, execution or acting on whatever that thought you might have had? Just trying to implement it right away. And if that idea that I just quickly brainstorm doesn't work out, then you just know, hey, this isn't going to work out. I need to try to do something else. What else can I do? Maybe mm-hmm. that's, maybe you're not going to be able to come up with that idea. I think that's where hopping into other people's communities, like in mine at least, we're always suggesting whenever you're playing with us in house, we're just like, you can be doing this better. And I think this could improve you as a player. So I think also a little bit of guidance as well, but you're not going to get that guidance if you're not going and looking for it. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you would say that you got to where you are prior to really having your community though, right? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I think just using the Rocket League community, I was just really a part of just that main first initial buildup of the Rocket League Discord. And I was just always in that mm. looking for group, playing with any random player, and they'd just be suggesting to me, hey, yeah, I think you could just be doing this and we could be winning more games. I'd implement it and we'd be winning more games. Oh, so even before One Up Gaming existed, you were always just looking for people to play with. Yeah, and uh, that's also what led me to managing Rocket League Trade Club for so long. And uh, Steam, we slowly built a Discord server, but he wound up selling the uh, Steam group off. But, uh, like, if I wasn't in the Rocket League Discord, I wasn't playing Rocket League. I didn't really believe in going to, like, twos or threes and solo queuing at that time. Hmm. That's really interesting. Do you feel you feel like overall that was a pretty successful experience for you though? Just I mean, it's it's funny that you say that because I almost feel like uh even though you might be in comms, even though you know you're choosing to play with somebody and partying up with them, like you don't know what to expect when you're getting in that random voice channel. So I don't necessarily feel like it's that much different than solo queuing. Yeah. uh, It's different in the way that you have that player there. Sometimes they're going to be a jerk and just wind up leaving the call because they're mad at you for screwing up something. But I think people don't realize that there's a lot of people that are willing to just kind of even if it's only for 10 games, they're willing to just sit there, see if you are able to improve based off of how they're telling you you can improve. And they'll give you that opportunity. If you're willing to take that opportunity, you'll see so much improvement. Hmm. That's cool. And I mean, that's not something that you necessarily do anymore because you have a pretty large discord yourself, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. It's open to anyone that wants to join. So Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm I'm glad that you've been able to take that enthusiasm for playing with random people and and built a nice little community for yourself around it. Yeah, and I think even in the community, there's some people that 
we'll get mad at each other, but we're willing to work our differences out because at the end of the day, Rocket League is a game. Yeah, you can go make money, but you have to be willing to really work hard at the end of the day. And some people like myself, if I really want to get to that point, I know there's going to be a few bad words coming out of uh, (laughs) yourself and the other player that you might be playing with. But I think at the end of the day, if you really sit there, get to know the other player that you're playing with, it makes it even more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there is, is definitely something to say, to be said about, you know, the connection that comes along with with playing just video games in general. Like that's a big part of it for me, I think. So I can I can completely agree with the idea that just taking the time to be with people while you're playing, even though it can be frustrating sometimes, is is certainly worth it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, um, I think that I'm going to start winding down the episode now. Uh, so I will just get to the first part of that. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for the Infinite Boost listeners? Uh, sure. Yeah. If you guys want to get better, I think joining not only mine, but the other hundreds of franchises that are in Indie Gaming League, I think that's a great way to start bettering yourself. And you just have, even if you're shy, I was probably the shyest kid on the block for the longest time until I started going in these discord groups even, and it's benefited me in multiple other ways other than just rocket league. And speaking of that, we were, we were talking before the show started a little bit about discord. You said you had like 200 discords that you were in. How do you like, how many of these discords do you actually pay attention to? Uh, <laughs> probably just my main partners, which is only f- four currently, and then my own, and then some are just like support discords. So like, if I have a website theme, sometimes they have a, a Discord where they'll support you, or like, say, use me six as a bot, they'll have a support group in a Discord. Okay, so it's not like you are. I mean, I think it's. Honestly, I will say that I think it's pretty cool to hear that you saw yourself as a very shy person and really just because you're you've put in the effort and uh had the desire to like connect with people that I mean it it seems like you don't really consider yourself a shy person anymore like this hasn't been awkward. You hopped on the call and we were ready to go and it was it was perfectly normal. So it seems like you have been able to, again, just like you were talking about in Rocket League, in real life and connection and interaction, built up a certain amount of confidence over time. Yeah. And I mean, not only Rocket League helped me build that self-confidence as well, just going out and like, there's even a Rocket League group where I live and I live in uh, Minnesota. And there's so many great connections through any community through rock, whether that's Rocket League or another game too. Yeah, it seems, I mean, it seems like the University of Minnesota, I don't know if you've interacted with them at all, or if you're even close to the University of Minnesota, but it seems like they have a really good foundation of Rocket League people as well. I don't know if you've interacted with that group at all. 
Yeah, I haven't uh, really interacted with many of the groups. I've briefly interacted with uh, one of the series like Indie Gaming League, but just for the state of Minnesota. And mm. then uh, I've associated with other groups like uh, Sloth Squaw. That's one of our partners. Uh, I think they pronounce it Gen X or it might be Jinx, one of the two. And then Immolations, our latest partner. So those those are like old communities within discord that just going and talking to them, you'll get great stories. It helps you build that shy or let me rephrase that. It'll help build you up as a person and not be so shy. Sure. When you say partners, what exactly do you mean? So when I'm partnering, I'm looking for people that would just like to set up scrims, try to look at each other's groups and just see how we can build each other up or how we can as individuals just build each other or build ourselves up mm. and then therefore build each other up. Because yeah. what I'm partnering, I don't want some group that has like 50 people and they don't even care if they partner with like the most toxic community of like, 200 players i i just try to shy away from those people i don't think it's worth the time to necessarily just go and be a part of that i as much as possible try to avoid any toxic behavior sure cool i i can really appreciate that nice well moving on since we started winding it down then i unwind it and now i'm (laughs) rewinding again uh, where can people find you out on the internet? Yeah, so obviously the One Up Gaming Discord. I am on and responsive even outside of the One Up Gaming Discord. If you just want to message me to message me, I will be around. And then Twitch is another great place. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to add the links to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm either casting or just playing in my IGL games, or maybe I'm just sitting around just doing some in house stuff. Cool. All right. And uh, you should make sure to um, share everything that you'd like me to share. And I can make sure to get that in the show notes, uh, which will be connected to the podcast. And then last but not least, uh, and a question for the audience. uh, You have the opportunity to ask a question to everybody else. And sometimes I post it as like a, uh, a question or a poll on the actual episode, if you listen on Spotify, or people sometimes will just write it in, like uh, in my Discord, we have like a little podcast response section. So uh, an opportunity to ask a question to the audience. It can be about anything, or it can be Rocket League related, whichever you would like. A question about anything. Uh, like, how are you going to take this information that we've talked about today and just either better yourself as a person, whether that's being shy or better yourself through Rocket League and just get better at the game? Nice. Great. Let us know in the discord, on the Twitter, on the show or on the on the thing on the show. Let us know. Cool. Well, I, Alex, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come and hang out with me for a little while and uh, talk some Rocket League. It was it was a good time. 
yeah, and if you'd be willing to do it again, I'd always have more stories to share. Cool. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And I mean, nobody has ever been on the show twice, but who knows? I, I don't know when it'll happen. I don't know if anybody knows when it'll happen, but maybe if it does, I, I can get back in touch with you. Sounds good to me. I will be looking forward to that message. Cool. Well, thank you again. And as always, thank you for the boost.